Does the first law of thermodynamics, that is, the principle of the conservation of energy, indicate that God could not do miracles in the universe? Find out on this edition of the Bellator Christie Podcast. Listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast, brought to you by BellatorChristie.com. Now join your host, Brian Chilton, as we enter the arena of ideas. Taking up the sword of Christian theology and the shield of classic apologetics while taking Christian truth into the arena of ideas. This is the Bellator Christie Podcast, and this is your host for the time we have together, yours truly, Brian Chilton. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us today, reminding you that the Bellator Christie Podcast is a production of bellatorchristie.com, and we encourage you to go to the website, and while you're there, uh, be sure to click subscribe, and uh, you'll receive all the uh, articles and um, links to the podcast as they become available. So we encourage you to take advantage of that. Uh, resources are free there. And uh, uh, also, we would uh, invite you to uh, also link... Uh, to join, excuse me, our uh, um, podcast on uh, several different apps that's available to you. Uh, we're on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, as well as Google Play. Uh, so go we'll take advantage of that, and you can take the podcast with you on the go. We're also now live streaming uh, the podcast as they're recorded on our YouTube account, uh, which is uh, at... Uh, this is this is one of the reasons why I'm asking you to go to the channel and subscribe. Uh, this channel was set up over eight years ago uh, under a gaming name of BC Powerman. Uh, so it's YouTube.com forward slash BC Powerman. So go by there and click subscribe. And once we hit a hundred subscribers, um, I'll be able to change the URL to match up the Bellator Christie namesake. Uh, at last check, uh, the YouTube account is at 89 subscribers. We'll only need 11 more people to subscribe, and then I'll be able to change the URL uh, to the YouTube account. And uh, hopefully, and, and uh, uh, as we continue this venture at uh, Bellator Christie, I'll be able to uh, post uh, more live videos of the podcast as they become available. So once again, go to youtube.com forward slash BC Powerman. Be sure to click subscribe and uh, this is, there's nothing to it. Uh, you can check the videos there as they become available, but uh, this, it doesn't cost anything and it's a way to support the Bellator Christie ministry. Today I want to talk about uh, the first law of uh, thermodynamics. I'm actually taking a course right now in uh, Miracles with Dr. Gary Habermas. Uh, be uh, 
going up to Lynchburg here in a few weeks, uh, doing some reading in preparation for that course. And I've been reading a book, a very good book. And if you're on the YouTube account, uh, you'll be able to see a picture of this as I put it up here. It's by uh, Robert A. Larmer. It's called Dialogues on Miracles. And it's a really good book. It's, it has a conversation. It's like a, uh, a philosophy class. The whole book is structured around a conversation that happens in a uh, theoretical philosophy class where you have Mary, a lady who is a Christian, John, a uh, an individual who's a philosophy student. Mary's a philosophy student as well. Uh, John is an atheist. Uh, Mary is a Christian. And then you have Susan, who's directing the uh, the the, uh, the group, Professor Roberts, who interjects with some information, and then a lady named Holly and a, and a history major named Brendan, uh, who are all in this class. And they have some wonderful conversations in this book. And one of the chapters that stood out to me, I had heard this objection, and I hadn't really given it a lot of thought, to be honest, is about the nature of the universe and the first law of thermodynamics, uh, which is called the... Um, the law of conservation of energy. And it's basically saying that energy in the universe is uh, conserved. And it goes on to say that energy is neither created or cannot be uh, created nor destroyed. And so the question is, is if you have this if you have the universe, if the universe majorly is is a is a closed system where nothing from the outside can interact with it, then what place does could God perform miracles? Now, a closed system, this, this conversation does not discredit the existence of God because it's very possible that if the universe were completely closed, then you could have a deistic form of God uh, where God has enacted uh, these things like like spinning a top and then, and then you know, uh, um, eventually it's going to come to an end. And so it all kind of comes together as God has uh, organized it. So that doesn't necessarily uh, discredit the existence of God, but it does uh, it does mention it does have pose a problem if you believe in a personal God who interacts with the universe. And so in chapter um, in, in the chapter called Miracles in the Conservation of Energy, which is the second chapter in the book, the, these individuals in this book have a conversation concerning the, the first law of thermodynamics. And, um, and, and uh, John, the atheist in the book, makes the observation that if energy can neither be created or destroyed, that explains why energy is conserved in an isolated system. Further, given there is no evidence that energy is ever created or destroyed, I think we are entitled to say that it can't be created or destroyed. And then Mary goes on to say that I think there are good reasons to accept this claim, but she goes on to say, first, God's creation of a physical universe in which cause and effect operate equally explains why energy is conserved in an isolated system. Second, your claim that there is no evidence that energy is ever created or destroyed simply assumes that miracles, which you earlier insisted would involve the creation of energy, never happen. You are begging the question, she says. You can't justify the claim that energy can neither be created nor destroyed or the assumption that it has never been created or destroyed and then turn around and reject miracles on the basis that they would involve the creation or destruction of energy. That is a vicious cycle, she goes on to say. And so basically they, they come down... Um, 
and say that um um let me see she says the evidence uh, that they come down to this conclusion that if um that if Ma- Brendan says if mass and energy can have an absolute beginning, isn't that inconsistent with the claim that energy cannot be created or destroyed? How could something that cannot be created have a beginning? And that's a wonderful question. It looks like the Big Bang theory, that is, the, the understanding that the universe had a beginning, is consistent with the claim that energy is conserved in an isolated system, but is inconsistent with the claim that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. So this, this poses a wonderful question, and so they eventually come to the understanding that the law of conservation of energy should be understood to say that energy is conserved in the universe, but that, that doesn't necessarily mean that energy could never be created nor destroyed. And so there are actually reasons to believe that the universe is constructed in such a way that would, would allow influence from outside sources. Now, if you hold to a biblical view of God then I, I don't think that this is going to cause much of concern for you because you would say that God is greater than the laws of nature and that God could supersede the laws of nature. But one of the things that they go on to say is that miracles do not necessarily indicate a violation of the laws of nature. Okay, A miracle does not necessarily violate a law of nature. Okay, So if God were to do a miracle, that's not necessarily saying that he is... Uh, disregarding or 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 over uh, or, or dismissing or or canceling a law of nature, he may be working beyond the scope of the law of nature, but that doesn't mean that he is restricted in all cases. And a good way of thinking about this is when we send people uh, to the moon, or when people leave the Earth and go into outer space. When they do that, you have the law of gravity that holds us to Earth. But with enough energy, with enough rocket power and enough thrust, then you can get enough thrust to elevate you and overcome the law of gravity to enter into space. Okay, The law of gravity is still there, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have uh, um, worked um, or, or, or uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't mean that you have, you have necessarily... Uh, counteracted a law of nature. You've just worked beyond it. Okay, you, you've worked uh, beyond it. Um, I hope that makes sense. But one of the things, one of the questions, at least in this chapter, getting back on topic, is uh, is the universe constructed in such a way that would allow outside forces, outside influences to uh, influence the universe itself. And cosmologists say that there are three options as pertaining to the universe. Uh, there is the open universe, that, that, there are, that there is this influx of things that can uh, come upon it. There's the flat universe, which is very similar to the open universe. Uh, it just talks about the shape of the universe and a completely closed universe. According to recent studies, and, and science is always changing, okay, it's always changing, but uh, according to recent uh, cosmologists, there are reasons for believing that the universe may be flat, which would mean that, at least in my understanding, and I'm not a scientist uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but it would seem to indicate that there are influences beyond the universe that can impact the universe, 
Okay, one of the things that uh, it illustrates this point is the fact that in a closed system, the universe would slow down in its expansion rate, come to a stop, and then reverse that. Well, the odd thing is, when it comes to the universe in which we live, not only is the universe expanding, it's speeding up. It's, it, the expansion is not slowing down, it's speeding up at, at an ever-increasing rate. To the point that uh, many cosmologists are saying and astrophysicists are saying that in uh, several generations down the line, some of the stars that we see now will not be visible anymore. And and then some have even said, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is not a Christian, uh, but he has even said that uh, it's possible that there were stars available to be seen in previous generations that we can't see now. Okay, so the universe is expanding, which does not necessarily, at least in my understanding of the topic and and of the issue, does not incline itself to be a completely closed system. Furthermore, I found this article on scientificamerican.com. It is uh, written by... um, it, 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 it talks about Gordon Kane, director of the Michigan Center for Theoretical Physics at the University of Michigan at Ann Arbor, provides the answer, uh, asking, are virtual particles really constantly popping in and out of existence, or are they mathematical bookkeeping device for quantum mechanics? Okay, so... Um, okay, so anyhow, in this article, he says that quantum mechanics allows and indeed requires... Temporary violations, and listen to this, temporary violations of the conservation of energy. So one particle can become a pair of heavier particles, the so-called virtual particles, which quickly rejoin into the original particle as if it had never been there. If that were all that occurred, we would still be confident that this was a real effect because it is an intrinsic part of quantum mechanics, which is extremely well-tested and a complete and tightly woven theory. If any part of it were wrong, the whole structure would collapse. So on the quantum level, interestingly enough, you do see these things where these quantum particles are coming in and out of existence. So if it's possible on a on a quantum level, if that is possible in a minuscule level, then obviously it's possible on a larger level as well. So this actually bodes well for the Christian theist. Because we can say because the universe has been created, the universe is not a completely closed system. Okay, It is a system which allows uh, for, in certain cases... Uh, for for energy to be created and possibly destroyed. It also illustrates the fact that uh, the expansion of the universe illustrates the fact that the universe cannot be completely closed because if it were completely closed, then it would collapse upon itself, which illustrates the fact that, uh, that there's an openness, more of an openness about the universe than the skeptic might imply. And then quantum mechanics also illustrates the fact that these quantum particles are popping in and out of existence. Now, I believe that there's something causing that. I don't know that we know right now what that is. But the long story short is, for the Christian theist, this is actually good news. Because what we see that if on a, on a quantum particle level, if these things can take shape, then obviously God can do, can do miracles and interact with the uh, universe as he pleases. 
So for the Christian, this isn't really a big deal anyhow, uh, because we know that God is transcendent beyond the scope of the universe, while also imminent working within the universe and uh, really holding all things together. Well, folks, this has been Brian Chilton. You've been listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast. Know that you serve a God who's not only transcendent, but is actually working in the universe as we speak and is a God of miracles and a great power. We'll catch you back the next time that we step into the arena of ideas. Again, you've been listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of BellatorChristi.com or its affiliates. The Bellator Christi Podcast is a production of BellatorChristi.com and is protected under Creative Commons copyright. All rights reserved. The theme song is Crucified, written by John and Kayla Lemonese, performed by Crosby Lane, and produced by Mansion Entertainment. Be sure to visit bellatorchristi.com and subscribe so that you can receive all the articles and podcasts in your inbox for free. Catch us on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. For Brian Chilton, this is Burl Childers saying God bless, and we'll see you the next time as we enter into the arena of ideas. Hello, Bellator Christie listener. We thank you for listening and for your support. I do have one request to make. Eight years ago, I set up a YouTube account under a gaming name. I had no idea that eight years later that the same account would be used for ministry purposes. In order to change the URL to match Bellator Christie, I need to have over 100 subscribers. Would you please consider going to youtube.com forward slash bcpowerman and click subscribe. It's free. You won't be hounded. No goofy emails. No crazy phone calls at 1 o'clock at night. All I need is for you to simply subscribe so that I can change the URL. I thank you in advance and thank you for supporting Bellator Christie.